All right, welcome back to another edition of Nebraska Soccer Talk. My name is Owen Godberson, joined by my partner in crime, the Shawn Michaels, the my Triple H, Jack Hoover. Now, Jack, last but not least on our preseason predictions, or preseason previews, we should say, the Class A boys. This, looking at the preseason uh, top ten that you've got here in front of us, this could be shaping out to be a very fun season. Ugh. Oh. Guess what word I'm going to use to describe my feelings right now? Excited. I am so excited. I'm going to open up a thesaurus and find a better word sometime, but right now... Thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm ecstatic. I'm over the moon. It's going to be a great, great season in Class A, boys. I mean, we're going to talk about what to expect, what teams to watch. We'll get into it. Let's do it. And we will. Before we get into it, we want to add the disclaimer. This is, yeah. this is the opinion of some... Uh, if you... What would we be, D-list journalists? Uh, are we even on any list ever? I really don't think we are. Yeah, but we're this trying. is the, these are not to be taken super seriously. These are not your preseason rankings. If you are outside the top ten, it's not because we think that you are a particularly poor team or you're going to have a particularly poor season. It's just our opinions going into this campaign, and we want to be proven wrong. We want you to use this as motivation and get out on the pitch and have the best and healthiest season that you could possibly have. With that disclaimer out of the way, and if you folks do want to yell at us on Twitter, that's fine. We'll, plug our, we'll plug our socials at the end, so we can <laughs> take it. But before we get into the top ten, before we know where we're going, we need to know where we've been. Jack, run us through what happened in the last season for Class A boys. Right. Let's paint a picture yet again. So, kind of similar to the Class A girls scene, as we mentioned. Gretna came out on top. However, they weren't as dominant as the girls team the field was a little bit more open on the class a boys side they did lose to prep uh, in a shootout they lost the omaha brian bears then they were pushed at other times in a few other games for example i think i remember they were down by like two to central with like 10 minutes left before coming back in that one but in the end they ended up winning and how so they won huge against Westside. 8 nothing, Tied the record for most goals scored by one team in a state championship for, you know, any class. I mean, it was just an absolute masterclass performance from it the Dragons. It was a demolition. Guy. Yeah. And we'll talk about Westside later. I mean, they had a great run to the finals, knocked out their big rivals prep in a shootout in the first round, and then beat another one of the big stories, the Bryant Bears. Who, in the semifinals. before we get any further, I do just want to give a quick shout-out to yeah. Brian. Because it feels like every season since we've been in high school, the Brian Bears have pulled off just either one or a couple in a season. Yep. Massive upsets. I love that program. They are so fun to watch. Oh, I have nothing but love for the Brian Bears. I really hope we see them continue to grow and progress. And we're going to talk about that again in just a little bit. But yeah, quick little side out. there. So sorry for Gretna. We don't want to take any of the shine <laughs> away from you guys. You are you are rightfully so going into this season as the preseason. Yes, one. but there were a lot of stories last year. So yeah, that was kind of the essence, more or less, of last season. A lot of other stories elsewhere, but those are kind of some of the main ones. Now with Gretna this season, where are some of I don't want to say weaknesses, but if somebody, I know you're going to talk about your part two storyline yep. later. If you want to save it for then, go ahead. But what really 
can we say about Greta? Have they taken a step back? Have they taken a step forward? We know there's the target on their back. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Let's talk about the rankings. Okay. I'm going to get to them real okay. quick for we an obvious will... reason. That is foreshadowing there, folks. <laughs> so Gretna at the one spot. Anything else on Gretna at the one spot for now? So I'll talk about Gretna now. Okay. Yeah. So in in world football, there's you know so many like dangerous attacking trios that earn themselves a moniker. You had MSN, Messi, Suarez, Neymar at Barcelona, BBC, Benzema, Bale, Cristiano at Real Madrid. I feel like Gretna might need a moniker for their trio. Maguire Perkins, Brett Perkins, Michael Stukenholz, absolutely phenomenal attackers. Now, hold PPS? On. I don't know. Uh, now, hold on. Which, like, on those, the BBC, the MSN, does it matter, like, the formation? One's on the left, one's on the right, one's in the middle, so well, that's how the letters go. I'm cheating a little bit. Because I was going to say PSP here. PSP, that could work. That could work. Yeah, I don't think the they should be beholden to the formation. And again, I am cheating because I guess Brett plays more of a center attacking mid, and they might have probably Sawinski, Thomas Sawinski up top, completing the trio. And no, I mean, Sawinski's a fantastic, fantastic striker. He's probably going to score loads for the Dragons this year. But all storylines were around Perkins, Perkins, Stukenholz last year. Maybe we'll have a four-name moniker if Sawinski steps it up to that next level this year. It'd be like when you're trying to get a cat's attention, you go, there we go. I love it. We might have coined something. Probably not, though. We'll workshop it. But yeah, Gretna, great attack. And then we'll move on to number two. Now, number two is a team that is a traditional powerhouse for the Class A boys. Yes. Some would argue that they have a coach that should have been sacked years ago. I love my father. <laughs> yeah, obviously. So my father is the, the prep coach. We'll just get that out of the way. Obviously, we'll people are going to accuse little, us of bias. We'll, but we will address the elephant in the I road. try to be very fair. You know, If they're going to underperform, we will call that out. If they're going to do well, we'll recognize that. If at any point this season I tweet on the Nebraska Soccer Talk account, hashtag Hoover, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> my dad doesn't have Twitter, so he won't know. Good. Yeah. Brenda does, though. So That's true. So prep. We'll talk about them real quick then. Mm. Uh, last season had a good year, beat Gretna, which was you know a big result for them, but also kind of dropped some games they probably shouldn't have. Did make it to the state tournament, lost to Westside, but they'll be returning some important players this year. Out in the wings, they've got St. Olaf commit Max Matthews, a very, very dynamic attacker. Loves to take it at defenders, can shoot from distance, anywhere like that. He'll be a pretty big focal point for the... Creighton prep offense but in the back they've got depending who you ask first team or second team all state last year Jacob Hove he was second team for the Omaha World Herald first state for Lincoln Uh, absolute stud in the back though very very physical presence for the Jays he'll be able to help hold it down for them on defense now for the third spot we're looking at the reigning runners-up preps massive rival yes we're going to the Warriors off Pacific Street now Obviously, with that final that they had last year, they're going to be out for revenge this year. And, oh, absolutely. And, and they're they're going to have a fire lit under them this campaign. They will know, as will anyone who watched them last season, that that 8-0 result was not indicative of the team they are. You know, sometimes when you lose a player to a red card, some teams, you know, have a harder time adjusting. And some days it's just really not your day. Exactly. It happens to the best of us. So, Westside... 
they're still a really, really good soccer team. They're returning a lot of important players. One thing I don't know is whether their striker, Tristan Alvano, will be returning. Because, for those who don't know, Tristan is committed to Nebraska to probably, I would imagine, be their starting kicker next year. We'll see. Uh, but I think there's obviously concerns over whether he might potentially injure himself this season so he might not play. Well, we don't know. We'll find out in, I guess, a week or so. But if they don't have him, that'll be a big loss for him. But they'll still have a lot of other important players. I got very confused for a second when you said he committed to Nebraska. And I was like, wait, did Nebraska get yeah. a men's team? And I just didn't hear about this. No, they got the other kind of football team. That's fair. Yeah, no, Tristan Alvano, very good kicker. Very good soccer player as well. Still a kicker. Still a kicker, exactly. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. They'll still have other talent. Jeremiah Hayate, very creative attacking playmaker. And then Noah Meshi and Luke Noah Meshi. Very strong, very physical presence again. Only a sophomore last year, but he didn't look it, and he just bodied people. He'll continue to be a very important part of that West Side defense. Now at the four spot, moving on past West Side, we're going west. We're going to the Capitol for the first time on the Class A boys ranking. And not for the last time. Uh, Lincoln, we talked about on the girls' side. They were kind of a rising power as a city collectively last season, and somewhat to the same extent on the boys' side. Lincoln East is going to be potentially really good this year. They got one standout for sure in Aiden Nachi. He helped power them through a lot of their games, power them to the state tournament, and then helped them beat their rival Southwest in the first round. He'll be obviously, as we've said for a couple of these players, he will be the focal point of the Lincoln East offense. And if teams want to shut him down, they can try, but he's going to be a very tricky player. So we will see what sort of season he has. But I'm excited for East. Now we're looking at the five spot. They're big rivals. Southwest we're looking at to mm-hmm. round out the top five. Cor- Correct. So Southwest, a good team. Hard to predict, though. Um, last season had some up and downs. We maybe had higher expectations for them, too, considering they were coming off a season where they almost went undefeated and just lost to the Omaha South Packers and shoot out. So we weren't sure if we were going to see that same team last year, and they never really reached those same heights. Dropped a couple games, maybe they shouldn't. Lost in the first round to Lincoln East in the state tournament. But I think they'll be a pretty well-rounded squad this year. They've got some players who've started for a while, like Quentin Kniss, whose sister we talked about, Claire Kniss, in the Class A girls preview. Uh, He's going to Trinity which is a college D3 in Texas. Another very good program there. Always do quite well at that level. But he'll, he's a very good fullback again. Again, lots of energy, gets up and down. And they'll have good midfielders like Caden Schwanke, very good player to watch out for. Someone who really brings a good presence to any team's midfield. So Lincoln Southwest, good team. We're going to see just how good. I, I'm really unsure right now, but we'll find out. Gotcha. Well, coming back to the Metro for the sixth spot, we're going a little bit south. Papio South, correct? The Titans. Like, correct. Yeah. Like, the next, like, five teams I have are all south. I didn't do that on purpose, but that's just kind of how it worked out. Anyway, I digress. Papio South, the Titans, we probably underseeded them at the start of last season. Had a great run. Went to the Metro Conference Finals. Went to the state tournament where they lost to the Cinderella story, Brian Bears. But they had a really talented team last year. Andre Santamaria was so important to the way they played. They'll have to find success without him, but they are returning. 
some good offensive talent. They'll have a number of players to watch out for. I want to say Parker Highlock, if I'm pronouncing that correct, will be a very important player for the Papio South Titans. Probably could see a lot of goals come from him. Uh, as well as Drew Darnold. I think those two players who are both juniors are going to be very important out on the wings or up top for Papio South. So watch out for Darnold and watch out for Highlock. Interesting. Now, we go on to the seventh spot. Another one of your South teams that we've got over the next couple. Who do we got? All right, so moving to Millard. We have Millard South Patriots. Really good last year. Streaky, though. A very streaky team. When we watched them, our biggest comment was usually that they had trouble finishing. They did such a great job of creating so many chances, but just Are they the put Brighton them away. of Class A? Maybe. They were last year. Okay. We'll see how it goes this year. They had just the most fun duo in terms of names I think we've ever covered. Um, McClannan and McClanathan. Uh, who were two great strikers. That is an FM player and an FM region <laughs> playing in the same team. It I really love that. is. It really is. Uh, unfortunately, we did lose one of them, Simon McLannan, who was another great kicker. We'll be joining Kansas State to kick for them. He's already, I believe, graduated and has joined the program. But in his stead, they'll still have Zach McLanathan whose recruitment, I believe, is still open, but could be playing at a very good college, potentially. Uh, he led the way for with 15 goals last season. He'll be a very important player for the Millard South Patriots. And, you know, they're entering their second year of a new head coach. So we'll see how all that goes for them. Yeah, trying to find their foot under the new gaffer. Exactly. Now, at the eight spot, we're getting towards the bottom exactly. of, the, of the top ten. Who do we got at the number eight spot? So another team that is under a new coach, Elkhorn South. Uh, they recently picked up Coach Brett, formerly of Burke, who is a coach that I always think kind of, and we kind of think at the podcast we've talked about, probably overachieved with Burke in his time there. Was there for many years and always got them to maybe a little bit more success in their talent level. You know, might have you know gotten anyone else. So we think that. Adding him to Elkhorn South, who was an okay team last year, an okay team. When Nick Rubeck came on the podcast last season, I think he very aptly described them as a team that took a lot of other teams to deep waters, meaning so many teams went into overtime or had 0-0 slugfest with Elkhorn South. They were a team that was very good at the back. And they've got a great Defender slash CDM in Carson Shoshan, UNO commit. Just brings truly the most calming presence to a midfield. Never seems to panic when he's got the ball. Distributes it very well. And it just has smart positioning. So when you've got that guarding your defense, if you're an attacker, you hopefully should be able to flourish a little more, knowing that you have more freedom to get up and down. So I think Elkhorn South could be a good team. We'll keep our eyes on them. I am excited to see him at Caniglia because... As much as I try and hide it, folks, I am so, so incredibly biased towards the UNO, UNO Mavericks. So you don't say. No. I, <laughs> no. Me being unbiased when it comes to the Mavericks, never. Now, we're looking at the ninth spot. And if you're sitting here wondering, where is, where is Nebraska soccer powerhouse 
Omaha South yeah. in this top ten. No top ten. No top five would be complete without them. Number nine. Yes. Fascinating. Well, obviously last season was very much, to put it kindly, kind of a disappointing year for the Packers. Yeah. Which is a prison of their own making, essentially. It, ha- it happens to every team. It does. And they've been so successful for so long now, it feels like, that to see them kind of underperform and not make state is kind of a huge loss for them. Uh, but they were a young team last year. So I think I can kind of forgive a lot of last year's shortcomings. I could have ranked them higher. I just think that because of last season, we don't know how good this young talent really is yet. We don't know how they're going to prove themselves. But there are some players who I think will step up and be really good this year. Angel Anguiano, a very good center-attacking midfielder. Very creative presence for the Packers. I think that'll be very important for them this year. They return pretty much all, almost all of their attacking talent. Defense is where they lost a lot of people. So we'll kind of see how they adjust to that, getting new defenders in. But I think that if Omaha South gets back to their play, the way that, you know, what we know of the Packers, what we know them to be, they could be a force to be reckoned with this year. That could be a dangerous squad if they get their feet underneath them. Now, rounding out the top ten, who do we have got at the ten spot? Is it is is it a previously mentioned favorite of ours? It is a previously mentioned favorite of get ours. Get in the Bears! Absolutely. So Brian starts off at the ten spot, and some might argue we're sleeping on them. I don't know. Hybrid Every team's going to think that. Hy- you know what? That was decent. I'll Thank give you, you that one. <laughs> Not bad, but yeah, Brian obviously had that remarkable run last year where they went to the semifinals and very narrowly lost to Westside. What a match that would have been if it was Gretna Brian in the finals. Ugh, salivating over that prospect. But we'll see what we get this year. Um, they had a very, very senior-heavy team last year. You had players like Cesar Hernandez, who of course was the hero in the Papio South game with two bangers off of his left foot. Those were worldies. World class. Oh my lord. Absolutely. You got players like him, Luis, or sorry, Christopher Gallardo Mejia, one of the captains on the team, very, very good presence in the midfield. Another one of those creative players who can take the ball from mid and you know just open in opposition defense with his dribbling. Those players will be sorely missed for the Bears, which is why we have them ranked a little bit lower. But they still have some ballers on their team. They have the younger Gallardo Mejia brother, Luis, who didn't score a ton last season. Only three goals to his name, one assist. But I think he could really step up this year. He seems like a very potentially exciting talent. And I think just overall, I think the program at Bryan is really starting to figure it out a little bit more. And I just I really want to see them continue to rise. So 10 is what we've got him at right now. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see him go higher than that. Prove we'll find us out. wrong, Brian. Prove us wrong. Outside of the top ten, the teams that are on the bubble that barely missed out. Who are some of our who are our honorable mentions for the Class A boys this year, Jack? So some in Lincoln might argue that Lincoln East could be a pretty good team. Sorry, Lincoln Southeast could be a pretty good team this year. And I'm excited by that possibility. We'll kind of see. I know they've got one really good talent in Emmanuel Weoro, just a young sophomore last year. He could continue to become really, really good, a very good goal scorer for the Knights. But overall, they did lose some players. 
And this this is from a team that won the Lincoln City Championship last year, which we'll probably talk about it later. But the city of Lincoln was very, very confusing on the boys' side. I mean, you had Lincoln Southeast winning the boys, the city championship. You had Lincoln Southwest winning the hack. And then you had Lincoln East, you know, making it to state and making it to the semifinals. So it was really like all up in the air. Anyway, I digress. Lincoln Southeast, they could, you know, upset the apple cart a little bit. So we'll continue to watch them. And then next up on the honorable mentions, we have... Carney, the Bearcats. I don't know. I don't know about this one. I I want them to be really good because I think that, and we'll talk about this, but I think that state soccer is better when you have teams from all over the state. We didn't have those Carneys, those Grand Islands at the Class A boys tournament last year or Class A girls. But Carney is always a very strong squad. They lost a lot of players last year, but I never want to count out a Scott Steinbrook coach team. So, Carney. We'll see what they can do this year. I think they'll be very athletic, very tall potentially, which might have all the makings of a classic Scott Steinbrook squad. So, Carney, keep an eye on them. Might be getting a throwback to the Jacob Hardy days, mayhaps. Potentially. Ah, oh, what a squad that was. That that was a throwback. That's taking yes. me back a couple of years. Now, we've got one more in the honorable mention spot. Two, two more. more. Two, two more here. More. Hit hit us. Uh, first up. Millard North, I think they'll probably be the second best team in Millard, but they probably think that they are the first best team in Millard, and we're going to find out. A team that, you know, again, hovered around like a 500 mark last year and is always, always, always going to be a tough out for teams. I think they'll be, you know, a lot more technical, a lot more talented than they've been in the past. So we'll see what the Mustangs have in store. I just don't know. I don't know what I don't know about them. Ah, you yeah. don't know. You never know what you never know. Exactly. Now, last honorable mention. We're going out west. Again, I, I have hopes and expectations for the western teams. Grand Island. Now, Grand Island has not been at their best recently. Last season was very difficult for them, very emotional. They lost their head coach halfway through the season due to other circumstances, which have already been talked about. Uh, but obviously that's kind of tough to rally once you've lost your coach like that. And they did somewhat rally near the end, but overall, you know, record-wise, not good. Lost a lot of games by a lot of goals. So I really don't know what to make of the Islanders, but I do think they'll be talented this year. I think they will have a lot of pieces that hopefully they can put together. Obviously in the back you have Jalen Jensen, just a towering, towering center back committed to Hastings where I think he'll have a very good career so if you got him paired alongside you know maybe have the conventional maybe smaller ball playing ball playing center back exactly thank you that could be a great pair for the Islanders and then offensively we'll see how they replace Javi Beatty you know one of the best attackers in the state the past two seasons we'll see who steps up in his absence now if you are outside of the honorable mentions or if you're one of the honorable mentions and think you should be in the top 10 if you're one of the top 10 teams and think you should be higher up the rankings or lower we appreciate honesty let us know on twitter always feel free to interact with us on the social media platforms we'll plug them at the end now with that top 10 being said we now look at what are some of the big storylines going into this campaign what are some things that potentially (laughs) could cause could could cause a little bit of a ruckus this season well for the sake of conceptual symmetry my first storyline is going to be 
Who can stop Gretna? Part two. Part dos. So Gretna, obviously, we know they're number one. We know they're going to be good. I will say, I think out of all like the top teams we mentioned, Scott Boys, Scott Girls, Gretna Boys, Gretna Girls, and this isn't a knock on the Gretna Boys, but I think the field might be the most open, potentially. They may be in the most foul. boys. Yeah, exactly. I think that... You know, there is still a lot of other talent surrounding all these other teams, and I think Gretna will get pushed a few times. Uh, my big question with them is defense. They lost some very, very good defenders last season, namely, you know, their goalkeeper Alex Scharf and then Carson Poole, All-State center back, All-State goalkeeper as well for Scharf. Those are two huge pieces to lose, and so we just don't really know who's going to replace them. Whether they've got another All-State goalkeeper or All-State center back, you know, in their JV team last season, we will see. So maybe, I don't know, maybe Gretna games are going to be super fun this year. Like maybe every game will be 4-5, 3-2, just super high scoring bonanza. Uh, but I do think Gretna's going to be pushed a little bit this year, but they should still be the favorites. Keep an eye on the Gretna game set. 5 Five four. That sounds like some games I play on FIFA. The way. No, it's fun. You know, that's why that's why we play the game. All right. What is outside of your of your cookie cutter insert team part? Who can stop insert part team one? Whatever. Right. Yeah. Who's next? What are some of your other storylines to look at? So the other one I've kind of highlighted is who is going to rise up out of the West. You know, because like I said, I really do think the state tournament's better when the whole state's involved. It's so it's just awesome seeing fans travel all the way from Grand Island, North Platte, Kearney to go support their teams. You know, it's always a fun opportunity when they get to travel to go to Omaha, play in Morrison Stadium and the lights under under the lights at night. It's the just, Wembley of Nebraska. The Wembley of Nebraska. Just there's really nothing better than that. And so I wanna see teams like Kearney, teams like Grand Island, North Platte potentially, hopefully, you know. I want to see them get back to those levels that we've known they can be at, that they can play at. Grand Island, of course, you know, in 20... Oh gosh, if I remember it. If you don't, I do. Okay, go ahead. It was the 2012 season. 2012, yes, that's correct. When they, you know, we had the undefeated game between Grand Island and Creighton Prep in the final. I mean, what a great Grand Island team that was. Carney, when they won it in 2018. 2018, yes. I mean, there's just so much talent out there that, you know, we here probably in Omaha or the metro areas probably don't get to see as much that, you know, we're worse off because of it. We want to see the good soccer out there. We want to see it come to Omaha. So I hope it can rise up out in Kearney, out in Grand Island. We'll see. Excuse me. I was yes. thinking of the 2012 semifinal between Prep That's correct. 2011. 2011 right? was, the, was the unbeaten year. Yeah. Prep and Grand Island, they had some great games over that span. Those, I, in my opinion, peak Tom Hoover years. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. I believe that. Swanee and Tommy. You know, what a great Swanee duo. and Tommy. That Swanee should have been Tommy. their nickname when they were together. Anyway, so yeah, we those got one last storyline to look at? Uh, we'll keep those. We'll talk about those later. But those okay. are my two for now. Okay. Yeah. Now, what are some of our games to watch? Well, what do you have circled on your calendar at home, Jack? So we just we really want to highlight a lot of these opening weekend games. We think there's a lot of good soccer immediately on display. So, first one on the docket here, we have on 
March 16th. Again, opening day. We have the I-80 Cup. Lincoln Southwest will host Carney. They got a trophy, a really very nice trophy with the ribbons. One side's blue, one side's green. I love that. It's, that is so fun. Yeah. I think there should be more games like that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, major shout out to Coach Steinbrook and Coach Shike to just kind of, you know, add some extra silverware for the boys to play for. Because it's just, I mean, that's what it's all about. It's for the kids, making the games that much Creating more meaningful. memories for these kids. The last exactly. lifetime. And you always want to beat your rivals for a cup. Exactly. So we'll kind of see. That game's always usually very close, very competitive. We'll see if Kearney, how good they are. We'll see if Lincoln West, Lincoln Southwest is better than we might have predicted. So March 16th, opening day pretty much. Already we got a huge game. Now, next up as far as the calendar goes. Yes. On March the 23rd. Correct. It's the Nebraska Soccer Talk 1-2 and two game. Yeah. Going into the preseason. Exactly. Gretna. Hosting prep, one versus potentially two. Both teams will have played by then and might have taken a loss. I know Gretna's got a very hard opening to their schedule with the Scut Invitational. But either way, these are two of the most talented teams in the state going head-to-head at night. It's going to be a great showdown. Now, last up on the three to watch out for. Mm -hmm. We've got a game... That I've seen in the past and absolutely love this fixture. Ugh. Two amazing soccer communities in this city. Absolutely. The Two Packers the and the Bears. Yeah. We have the, on March 27th, the South Omaha Classico. Omaha South versus Omaha Bryan. We were deprived of this game last season. We didn't get it. And Bryan might feel a little bit hard done. That they didn't play it last season due to the fact that Brian had such an excellent season, while South might have been, obviously, as we mentioned, a little weaker than they've been in the past. But we're going to get it this year, and I think it's really going to be a cracker under the lights at Collins Stadium, one of the best high school venues out there, I truly believe. The fans, assuming the weather's good, are usually out in full force. I even think if the weather's bad this oh, year. Oh, yeah, you're right. These this, aren't fair this weather This crowd fans. is going to be a good one. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, it'll be electric. I, I'm just so excited for all these games that we've got coming up pretty early on the schedule. And they all should be. All the teams across the state have some phenomenal games to look forward to this year. We can't wait to see some of your highlights. We can't wait to see the results come in. And as always, let us know. Keep us in the loop of what's happening in your neck of the woods when it comes to the beautiful game. Send us your clips. Send us your scores. Specifically... Uh, well, obviously, everybody send your highlights in, but specifically mm-hmm. for the keepers, for my goalkeepers union out there, tag me on Twitter, Owen underscore Godverson. Tag me, DM me, get me the videos of your saves this year because every week I will be doing a save of the week for Nebraska Soccer Talk to highlight all of you fantastic shot stoppers across this fine state. Jack, we've got Class A boys. We've done all of our list. Any closing thoughts? That you can think of for this Class A voice. Just, I really want everyone who listens, if you're a fan, if you're a coach, if you're a player, I just really hope that this season is, you know, as magical as we always like to think that it is. My, my, my great hope, my great expectation is that we break the record for largest attendance soccer match in Nebraska with some of these high school teams. Because for those who don't know, the record is currently held by Omaha South and Omaha Creighton Prep for the 2012 state championship. 
I believe around, I don't have the full numbers pulled up, but I believe around 8,000 people showed up. 8,200, 8, if I'm remembering right. It was 2013. 2013. Because that Which, was, all, here's the thing. Hmm. That was our freshman year. Yeah, we're that getting old. That was 10 years ago. We're getting old. I yeah. hate that. Speaking of that, we will do a deep dive in that game at some point, given the fact that it is the 10th anniversary of that match. So we're going to talk, talk about that one. Do we have to? Absolutely. It's still so traumatic. Oh, we'll be fine. Anyway, my hope is that we just continue to make a great environment and we kind of replicate that sort of magic again for these kids. You know, show up, support them. They put in so much work. That that really is my hope. You know, just show up and watch them, you know. Get out and support whatever team is closest to you, whatever team you want to see, whether it be Class A, Class B, boys, girls. There is some phenomenal talent. Thank you all so much for tuning in to all of our preseason previews. And then for the Class A boys, we're wrapping up today. Like we said, keep us in the loop. Keep us posted on the socials. Jack, it is Nebraska underscore talk. Correct. Perfect. Owen underscore Godberson on who on Twitter. Jack underscore Hova. Yeah, but I don't really post much, so don't worry about following me. I don't need it. Follow my boy Jack <laughs> because right. he, he's, he just deserves it. But thank you all <laughs> so much for the support. We wish you nothing but the best for a healthy, safe, and competitive season. We'll